0: This is Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler from Golden Reserve.
1: We think of retirement as a mountain, right? You work your way up the mountain, you save, you work hard, and you have a certain advice that gets you to the top. But when you get to the top, everything
0: changes. Climbing that mountain to retirement is only the first step. Do you have what you need to get down Retirement Mountain? Hello again and welcome to Expedition
2: Retirement with Greg Ayler of Golden Reserve. What is this show? Well, we are here to talk a little bit about that time when you say, I'm done. I am done with this 9 to 5 thing and I'm going to ride off into the sunset on my German Shepherd and away I go. And then you say to yourself, oh... I I didn't get the money ready. How does that all work? (laughs) (laughs) We got to have a a serious conversation about all of that, and the guy who does that is Greg Ehler. Greg, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good, Randy. I'm uh, on the fourth quarter of trying to finish building a new house, which has been the equivalent of a torture rack. I, uh, Between delays and price increases and delays and delays, it doesn't seem like the finish line just keeps moving on me. And to add to the fun splendor of things going on, I had family pictures Sunday. So I had I was chasing around one-year-old twins, Lola and Louie, who wouldn't sit still. And then obviously my oldest, Lily, was trying to carouse them and get the hair right and the Slobber off their faces, and it was just it's a real circus Sunday.
2: And at the same time, you're trying to write a book, too. So there's that.
1: <laughs> oh, there is that. There is that. I mean, and let's not forget a couple companies that we're trying to run and, and kind of change the financial world here. So oh, my plate's pretty full.
2: I guess. I guess. Well, I'm glad you have a little time here to do a radio show and tell people about what the important work is that you are doing. And uh, at the same time, there's a lot of us when it comes to our money. We are looking at the stock market right now. This is one of those times, Greg, when the financial news spills over into the nightly news. All of a sudden, everybody's talking about the volatility of the stock market. And we talk to people here on this show who are getting ready for retirement or right on the edge of retirement. And there is a temptation right now to get in there and look it up and say, what should I be doing? Should I go to safety? Should I should I change my allocation? What do you say to somebody like that? That if they if they come to you and say, should I be doing something?
1: It's the right question. And I kind of take a roundabout way of answering it. You know, in our world, the sub $2 million client Isn't worrying about what's happening in the world when it comes to their investments. Investments are usually one of those things where you kind of bake it. It's only 25, maybe 20% of our overall retirement plans. And the idea is that you can sleep well at night, right? Like you try to put those things in place where we're not worrying if the stock market goes up or down 10 or 15% because it doesn't affect the overall plan. But what I'm seeing is a lot of retirees that still have that uphill plan where a lot of their money's in the market. Mm -hmm. And that is a scary thing because you're kind of like, well, shoot, I've been making money for almost 15 years. And here through a couple months, I've lost 10 or 15%. Oh, my gosh. So you can understand their angst because they've really kind of fell asleep at the wheel, Randy, that they've kind of, you know, in a lot of ways, taken it for granted that their money was always going to go up. And now they're guessing, right? They're guessing with their financial advisor or their financial planner. They're trying to time the market. They're trying to figure out how the politics or COVID or inflation or interest rates are all going to affect their, you know, I guess nest egg. And I guess my big picture is, gosh, wouldn't it be nice not to worry about that and not have to watch the news when it comes to your life savings? I mean, that's that's the message we try to hammer.
2: And and at the same time, if all of your money is in a 401k like mine, what options do you really have? I mean, yeah, you're 59 and a half and you've got the ability to roll some of that money out into an IRA on your own. But usually you have just basically the choices in there, which are stocks and bonds and cash and and there's just not many options in there, is there?
1: There isn't. And that's where it gets a little confusing and hairy, right? If you're still working, you're really limited by the you know, funds that are in your 401k. And that's what's, you know, your administrator and your advisors choose those funds. And hopefully you have some pretty good advice of trying to, you know, delegate that or rebalance that the closer you get to the, you know, the finish line, the hope is that you're hopefully taking on less risk, right? You know, if you're scrambling and trying to get every penny out of every dollar, you know, things could get pretty scary here when you get towards the top of the mountain and that retirement finish line, because you could have a lot more volatility, a lot more inconsistency. You know, we're not in the business of crystal ball fortune telling or trying to really tell people what stocks or investments, what we really want to do is ask them, what makes you feel comfortable? You know, how do you sleep well at night? You know, would you be comfortable losing 15% of half your money if the stock market continues to go down? And if the answer is no, then we just got to deal with it. Randy, we got to make sure that they're balanced up.
2: That means you have to have some sort of a plan. We call that a roadmap for retirement, and we make that available to you right now. As a matter of fact, if you want to give us a call or look on our website, and we'll sit down and talk through market risk. If you have seen your money go down and you're uncomfortable with that, that should be kind of a signal to you that you are probably at too much risk. That needs to be looked at the closer you get to retirement. Why not right now? Let's look at that. Let's find out the money that's going out because of that market, the money that's going out because of fees. There's a big company out there that's charging you. There might be a financial advisor that's charging you. What is that all about? You should know about that. What what about taxes? That's going to go out of your retirement fund right out of your pocket. Is there something that we can do about that? And what about that big Boulder that we talk about on the other side of the mountain, and that is long term care. We're all worried about health care expenses, and that is one of the big ones that we need to address. We do that in the Roadmap for Retirement, and we make it available to you at no charge. You can start right here on our website, which is getyourroadmap.com. Getyourroadmap.com. Or call our office at 855 546 2074. That's 855 546 2074. And while we're on the topic of getting a little help with your finances and with your retirement money, I brought another uh, what I refer to as red meat. I'm just going to throw <laughs> it right in front of Greg right now, and he's going to gobble this one up. This is – I've never heard of this group. This the Financial Planning Association. and oh, boy. They, they, they talk to advisors, and then they talk to the clients. So they asked the, the advisor a question, and they asked the client the same question, and they saw what kind of an answer came back. So they asked the advisors, are you communicating the recommendations to your clients so that they can understand them? 84% of the planners said yes. 51% of the clients agreed with that. And on and on it goes through this. It, do you explain the pros and cons of the investments? 80% of the planners said yes. Yes. 46% of the clients said yes. There seems to be a little disconnect here, Greg. What do you think?
1: Well, I think I'm writing a book about this article called Fire Your Financial Advisor, <laughs> and it's for all of these reasons, right? It's all investments all the time. It's all about hiding fees, making it you know hard to understand cost, and there's no real retirement advice. So when you're not really giving advice as a industry, it's really hard to equate value, right? Like what when they go home, they're probably like, Uh, what did we talk about? We saw some charts and some graphs about some performance I didn't understand. When we asked about the fees, they didn't really explain how much these mutual funds cost. And then, you know, it's this same circular, but look at my returns, look at my returns. So the retirees have a lot more issues out there than just looking at investments and their performance. And because that's the only thing they talk about, these, all these, you know, you have 20 bullets here. Randy, you only shared a couple with us, but you can see the disconnect is almost half- Almost every time, half the clients disagreed on what the advisor was doing or not providing. And that's really because the model is limited. When you only have one tool in your tool belt, Randy, it's really hard to create other value. And a lot of times that leads to confusion and other misunderstandings when it comes to, you know, how am I getting charged? Or what about long-term care? Or, you know, what about all this tax stuff? And, and, And when you're working through all those things, it becomes very difficult to really figure out, well what's really going on? Am I really getting the value I need? Cause I hear these other people are, are dealing with taxes and, and I, I don't even talk about taxes. So you can understand the disconnect.
2: Well, one of the things that is absolutely glaring in this is as you ask the advisors, what kind of grades they give themselves, they're usually 80, 85, 90%. When you look at the clients, it's usually 30, 40, 50%. So the, obviously there's a problem here, but look at this one. Advisor keeps their clients well-informed about their investment performance especially in down markets, the planners gave themselves a mark of 67, 69%. 38% of the clients agreed with that, which means that's the lowest number the planners give themselves. So they're actually admitting, when my client's money goes down, I don't really reach out and tell them. that. That's very glaring.
1: <laughs> right, right? I mean, you have to give the bad news then, right? Yeah. Like the, the issue is people want to avoid conflict, and they want to take a lot of credit when the market's going up as if it was their magical choices. But when the market goes down, it's not their choices that were the issue. It's, you know, the market. So, you know, there's never real any accountability. I always say it's like a lot of ways similar to a weatherman or, you know, economist, right? Like you you never really have a bad day. You just say, oh, you know, that's the weather. And they just kind of say, (laughs) well, that's the market. And you can understand clients' frustration. They want to understand why. And, and, you know, most of these questions should be, why was I even at risk? Not even why did my stock go down, but like I'm retired. I have half a million dollars. Why was any of my money at risk going down. I didn't really need to earn more to enjoy my retirement. Why am, I, why am I still playing the blackjack table? We're going to talk a lot in
2: our next segment about this whole idea of being a fiduciary and what that really means. But some of these questions here really start to show are they out for themselves, are they out for the company that they work for, or are they really working on behalf of their client? The, uh, the advisor's financial recommendations are based on clients' personal goals, needs, and priorities. You would think that that would be a given. The, uh, the communication of the importance of all the areas of my life – go with that financial plan. Advisors give themselves high marks here, but the marks that come from the clients aren't even 50%. So it's as if they're not even listening to them saying, this is what's important to me. The advisor is looking at them and saying, this is what you need.
1: Right. And they just keep making up other designations. It's almost comical, right? They don't even change the services or how they talk to clients. They just add some letters or a new word to their vocabulary where, you know, it was, well, I'm a CFP. What what, what does that matter? Right? Like, it's like, how does that change the fees you're charging? Or how does that change the advice or services you're giving me? Well, it doesn't. Well, well, I'm a fiduciary. All right. Well, great. What does that mean for me? And the reality is, is they're just blasting them with these additional, you know, financial jargon terms. Well, I'm a fee only advisor. Okay. So you're telling me you're just arbitrarily charging me 1%. Great. I feel so much better now. right? Like, <laughs> like w- all, all these things are just, you know, pun upon pun of them trying to distract them from the reality of it's all investments and it's no other planning. And that's really not what retirees need most in retirement.
2: And this is what we talk about, that idea of the mountain. You are climbing up retirement mountain and getting you up there is saving and investing. But on the way down for the next 20, 30, 40 years, perhaps, In your retirement, you're going to have to deal with market risk and fees and taxes and long-term care and a myriad of other things that that trip on the way up the mountain, you never even really had to think about those things. But you need a planner that does think about those things and plans through those things and really focuses on those things. And that's the model that Greg has built at Golden Reserve. Give us a call. Let's build that roadmap for retirement for you. And let's not just talk about saving and investing. Let's talk about all of the aspects of going through retirement, the taxes, the fees, the market risks, the healthcare issues, all of it, all under one umbrella. That's what the roadmap for retirement is, and we make it available to you at no charge. Give us a call right now or just start right now on our website. Here it is. Very easy. GetYourRoadMap.com. GetYourRoadMap.com. Or call 855 546 2074. That's 855 546 2074.
3: Am I going to be okay? It's the most important question you should ask yourself when you get to retirement. A financial advisor will probably answer that question by looking at just one thing, how much you've saved. At Golden Reserve, we believe that's only half the story. Retirement is like a mountain, and you've done a great job getting to the top, but now it will take more than just savings to protect you on the way down from boulders like excessive taxes, fees, market risk, and what may be the biggest risk of all, long-term care. It will take a retirement planner to get you down the mountain. At Golden Reserve, we start by building you a customized roadmap for retirement for each of those boulders. Make Golden Reserve your first step in retirement. Call Golden Reserve for your complimentary roadmap for retirement today. 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074. Or getyourroadmap.com.
2: And welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. Online, you can find us very easy. If it's really time for you to sit down and have a serious conversation about how retirement works, not just saving and investing. Yeah, we've got you there. You've saved. You've got the raw materials to get you through retirement. But what about all the things that you're going to have to deal with in retirement? That's what our roadmap does, and you can get it for no charge. GetYourRoadmap.com getyourroadmap.com. Well, let's continue our conversation here, Greg, about financial advisors, because there's a lot of terminology out there. And when someone says you need to seek out a fiduciary, you hear that all the time. What is a fiduciary? Why is it important? Is it important? Give me your take on that one.
1: Oh, man, it is so confusing. And I'm in the industry. And let me explain to you why. I mean, it's purposefully, you know, I think a little convoluted. And it's because the SEC and FINRA and the market itself can't really get their hands around how to roll it out. And when you think about fiduciaries, it really comes down to two different terms, brokers and investment advisors. And that doesn't really mean much to the market because both of those ironically call themselves financial planners. So they kind of get rolled up into one. And it's a little confusing because brokers technically have to report to FINRA and require a series seven license to practice. And they're the ones that sell mutual funds and get commissions and things like that and trade stock for commissions. Whereas investment advisors report to the SEC and require a series 65, or they can do a seven plus a 66. So I guess the next question, everyone is like, okay, who cares? (laughs) Or that's a great question, right? Like, who cares? That's a bunch of hoopla. And the big line in the sand here is, what they came up with as a fiduciary standard for quote-unquote investment advisors versus non-investment advisors is it is the best interests so it's the best interest standard versus suitability so fiduciaries are supposed to operate under the best interest of the client now if that's confusing good because i'm confused just repeating it because what does that mean don't most people operate under the best interest of the client versus the suitability of the client and I think that's where everyone's starting to get jumbled because everyone's saying, well, I'm a fiduciary now, but then I'm going to sell a commission tomorrow, and now I'm a non-fiduciary. So you can actually be both, Randy, which is really mind-blowing. You can operate with both standards. When you're operating with managing money accounts, you're a fiduciary, but when you're selling an annuity, you're not. And they've never been able to really get their hands around this. Obama administration were trying to apply the fiduciary standard to everyone. Mm And it got shut down, right? Whether it be the lobbies or there's a lot of kind of, I guess, conjecture on why it didn't go through and get applied to everyone. But even if it did, it's pretty much a joke, right? It's so subjective. If you're a quote-unquote fiduciary, you're operating under the best interest of the client standard, which is what I call basically the good human standard, right? Be a good human. Like don't, you know, if people are ripping their clients off, then they're jerks, right? Like Mm -hmm. most people are going into this saying, what's the best option for my client to meet their goals? And that's really the fiduciary standard. I think the reason the fiduciary standard's drum was beaten so hard is because the fiduciaries, quote unquote, in you know, financial advisors of the world realized that the annuity industry and the insurance industry were starting to gain some momentum. And they were trying to say, all right, how do we slow this down? Because these are pretty good products for retirees, right? They're safe. They're predictable. They're not very expensive. How do we how do we really draw a line in the sand? Well, let's tell everybody that commissions are bad. <laughs> and what are we going to do? Well, let's say if you're a fiduciary, you can't get a commission. That's great news, Bob. And now all of a sudden they're championing the you know, non commission based way of charging money, which is really, I'm going to charge an arbitrary 1% for quote unquote advice. And now that's good. That's what a fiduciary would do. A fiduciary would never take a commission, which is ironic because mutual funds for 40 years were commission based products that they were all selling. So I don't buy it. I think there's more that goes into this than anything else. And at the end of the day, fiduciary standards really come down to how they get paid and not really what they do for their clients. The perspective of attaching to a fiduciary standard isn't where people should be looking when they're trying to choose who to help them navigate retirement. They should be looking at the services provided by that individual. That's where all the meat is. That's where the meaningful part is. Because you know, I think I I hear these comments time and time again, and it's like, I don't get paid unless you get paid. Like, I want to tackle that guy into a dumpster every time I hear it. (laughs) Like, well, no, no crap. You're charging an arbitrary percentage. Does that sound fair that regardless of the amount of work I do or don't do, I get the same percentage every month? I mean, that doesn't feel fair. That doesn't feel aligned. If it was truly a fair system for retirees, what would happen is, listen, if you make money, I make money. But if you lose money, I waive my fee. To me, that feels like an actual aligned approach to investing, but no one would ever do that because, you know, that would be too much of a hit on their financial pockets. But, you know, that's closer to alignment than, you know, what they're trying to sell, which is we only make more money if you make more money, which is like, it's such a play on pun on words. It's like saying Browns fans were happy that the Bengals fans went to the Super Bowl just because they're Ohioans. (laughs) Like, dude, it's not accurate, right? It's not true. We're not aligned.
2: (laughs) I got it. Well, let me tell you uh, the whole fiduciary. Thing I'm on board with you because I'll tell you that, and, and all of our listeners. I have a Series 65 license. To do these shows, I thought it would be good for me to really understand what the, what the people were talking about so I could just really dive into it. So I went and I studied and I got the Series 65. So technically, I am a fiduciary. I've never handled anybody's money. I am a master mechanic who has never lifted the hood of a car. Okay? That is me. And I
1: am under that fiduciary standard, but I've never handled any money there's no experience requirements there's no you know reporting requirements all those things don't roll up to the quote-unquote fiduciary standard. It just means Randy doesn't charge commissions. That's it. <laughs> right there. And has a Series 65 instead of a Series 7. That's it.
2: That's it. So this is one of those questions that you'll see out there. Go find a fiduciary. Well, look into that person. Make sure that person is a good human on the other side of the table, and make sure that that person has the skill set that you need to to handle what you are bringing them. When the papers go out on the table, does that person on the other side of the table say, uh, I, don't, I don't do taxes or, or, or the, uh, we charge fees this way? And and is that the answer that comes across? And if it is, you may be in the wrong place. We talk all the time on this show about getting up retirement mountain and getting down two different skill sets, investing, saving. Great. You got there. You've done that maybe yourself without a financial advisor. Maybe you had that help, but do you need that same help in the next 20, 30 years of your life? Let's sit down and have that conversation with the team at Golden Reserve. Give us a look on our website. Give us a call. Let's go through the roadmap for retirement. That is that document that we put together, that plan that we put together for not just saving and investing. Certainly, that's a part of it. But what about taxes? What about fees? What about that market? What about health care? What about Social Security? All these different things that you're going to deal with in your retirement years. That's a whole different conversation. Find us online, GetYourRoadmap.com. Give it a look right now, GetYourRoadmap.com. Or call our office at 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074. All right, Greg, before we end all this, I I got one more question because this whole idea of how they get paid, financial advisors get paid. You hear another term. We talked about fiduciary. You'll hear another term called AUM. Assets under management, which I take to mean that you take a cut of whatever I have. If it's a million dollars I have, you get a bigger cut than if I have five hundred thousand dollars. Explain to me how financial advisors get paid and what we need to know about
1: that. Absolutely, and, and there's a lot of ways. So let's let's hit them real quick here. So the first way is through commissions. So back in the '40s, you know, people used to trade stock, right? So you for every trade, you get a commission. Now, that business has gone basically bye-bye with the dawn of E-Trade and all those other places that do basically free trades now. But what hasn't gone bye-bye is selling mutual funds. So mutual funds are one way financial advisors can get paid where they get an upfront what they call load commission, which is usually, you know, somewhere between 1% and 5% that comes out of your money and your account balance goes down out of the gate. The next way that they get paid on mutual funds, believe it or not, is they're called 12B1 fees. These are sneaky little critters. They get netted Mm -hmm. off your return. So they're based on your expense ratio for your mutual funds, which is super confusing, which is supposed to be, which means they just keep coming out of your account. And you don't even know because they're getting netted off your gains or added to your losses, and you don't see them broken out in a line item. So those are some pretty sneaky ways through mutual fund, I guess, transactions that the industry has really built its empire. Now- going forward, mutual funds have got some pretty bad press, particularly with the ETFs and index funds that have been come out and outperforming them and cheaper. So what people are doing is they're pivoting and saying, "Well, shoot, we can't sell these mutual funds anymore. Everyone's figuring out how we get paid. What do we do now? Let's let's charge a percentage, we were getting 1% for the 12 b1 fees, let's just charge a 1% and call it advice. And now these wrapper fees or these AUM package fees are going essentially being added to these accounts where okay, if I have $100,000, and I have have a 1% wrapper fee, I'm going to pay $1,000 to my advisor every year for them, quote unquote, selecting the investments. So you are paying a premium on top of whatever investments you have that do have additional costs, usually to essentially pay your advisor for that advice. And that's how they get paid. And it's been hovering around 1% for the last, you know, 15 years, you know, it has had some price compression. But that's one way people are digging into it. And then the last way is, I mean, it is pure scumbag. I I can't help myself, I'm gonna say the word scumbag. (laughs) It is a scumbag move. But a lot of companies do kickbacks, also known as revenue sharing, which is if you sell my mutual funds, at the end of the year, the mutual fund company will give kickbacks back to the company selling it. You know, Edward Jones is notorious for this with American funds and, and BlackRock and other things, but they are literally giving kickbacks for you know moving their product, which then really begs the question, how the heck could you be a fiduciary and sell any of these products that you're getting a kickback on and keep a straight face? And I think it's the right question.
2: It seems like everybody's getting paid, but you, and that's not what you want in your retirement. Why don't we get an analysis of that? As a part of our roadmap, we do the fee filter. Let's find out how much money is going out of your accounts that could be staying in your pocket. It's a part of our roadmap, and we'll do that for you at no charge. Give us a look at our website right now. Give us a call as well. GetYourRoadmap.com. We do this at no charge or obligation. GetYourRoadmap.com. Or call 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074. So, Greg, before we wrap up this segment of the show, I wanted to ask you, you and I have talked about your book and you've talked about and used the phrase, we're helping retirees fight back. So I, I, I look at the market and I say, how can I fight back on the market? The market is what it is. Taxes are what they are. How do I fight back? How are you helping people along those lines?
1: You know, it it really is a a special part in my life because I feel like growing up, you know, I grew up in a household like many people out in Ohio, right? My mom was a teacher. My dad was a factory worker and writing this book and, and, and building this company was really my version of fighting back because I knew that the industry had exploited and kind of deceitfully kind of grew their trillion dollar industry on the backs of everyday retirees. It wasn't on the backs of trillionaires and billionaires and millionaires. It was on the backs of us. And people like my mom and dad and my grandpa and grandma, you know, the, you know, a school bus driver and a meter man, I mean, they have been exploited for the last 40 years with really no recourse or other options, right? There was one way to do everything and it was just to hire the local financial advisor around the corner and pay whatever fees he wanted to charge because that was the only option. And now, you know, coming up with the retirement planner concept, a different way of viewing how we go after the market and how we reach out to retirees and the, the planning and the services that we package for them to us that is fighting back it's not about you know picking different stocks or doing those things it's about choosing a different path where you're actually getting better value and paying what that value is worth as opposed to you know having fees netted off that you don't know about or, or revenue sharing kickbacks that really are in my opinion pretty deceitful and kind of fraud in a lot of ways. People have no idea what's happening.
2: So there's another way. There is Wall Street's way and there is another way, there is your way. Let's let's put the ball in your court and give you more power here when it comes to your retirement. Let's sit down and build what we call the roadmap for retirement. Give us a call or go to our website right now. Get in touch with the team at Golden Reserve and let's start this really important conversation. You can go online to getyourroadmap.com. Very easy. Let's schedule a date on a calendar and let's get going. Getyourroadmap.com. Or call our office at 855 546 2074. That's 855 546 2074.
0: For 30 years, you've been waiting for your retirement account statements to arrive each month. You're happy when it's up and you're bummed when it's down. That's climbing up retirement mountain, but it's no plan for getting down the mountain. At Golden Reserve, our retirement planners focus on protecting your money from the long trip down. Things like high taxes and fees, unnecessary market risk, and the rising cost of long-term care. It's time for the right planner at the right time. It's time to call Golden Reserve call for your complimentary roadmap for retirement. 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074 or at getyourroadmap.com.
2: And welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler of Golden Reserve. Thanks so much for tuning in this weekend. You can find us online very easily at getyourroadmap.com. If you want to sit down and have a conversation about how your retirement works and all the things that you're going to have to deal with, that's why it is so unknown. It's like a mountain And it's like there's a lot of clouds on that mountain we can't see up there because it's kind of shrouded. That's why people get nervous about retirement is there's a lot of stuff out there that they're going to have to deal with that they don't know of and they don't know how. And that's what we do on this show is give you that information. Find us online. Get your roadmap. And, Greg, one of the big boulders that we talk about going down retirement mountain is taxes. I've got an article from Motley Fool in front of me that says there is no single right way to plan for retirement, but there are plenty of wrong ways to plan for retirement, and one of them is forgetting about taxes. It's one of your big boulders, isn't it?
1: Preach, Randy, preach. I, uh, <laughs> I love that, that there's plenty of wrong ways to plan for retirement. And I think, you know, taxes, fair or unfair, get overlooked because they're boring. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about that week in and week out. They're not terribly exciting. They don't come with big returns or, you know, shiny names or, or other <laughs> other things that are being sold to retirees on a, on a daily basis. But, man, they are important. And I think when it comes down to this is most people don't have the meaningful partnerships To get this box open and rolling, right? When it comes to taxes, there are some limitations in the financial world if they don't have the right tax partners. And those tax partners will help complete the tax returns while also, you know, helping do the proactive tax advice, which very seldomly gets done, which is, you know, everyone's largest asset financially is usually their 401k or IRA. Mm -hmm. And when you're thinking about that, well, everybody knows that that's most people's largest debt and when it comes to it, I think most people just assume it is what it is and that's not true. If you have the right team, you can build a tax map that shows every year of your retirement of how much you should be taking out or converting to Roth and moving forward on that basis to ensure that you're getting really the most out of your retirement plan, you know, week to week, month to month, year to year. And I think, you know, for doing it the wrong way, which is let's brush it under the rug. And if I'm being honest, Randy, which I normally am on this show, <laughs> people don't deal with it because the problem surfaces at the death of a spouse, usually a generation later. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, Playing the odds, Mr. Financial Advisor. I hope they're not this, you know. I guess you know this uh, nefarious, guess, yeah. nefarious, right? Thank you for the adjective. That's perfect. <laughs> um, you know, they're thinking, all right, this guy's probably got another fifteen years of life, <laughs> so I am going to pump because I'm retiring in ten, and no one's going to see this tax bomb go to the spouse or go to the kids. I'm going to be in Florida long gone. And I hate to think that that's how people approach tax, but I can't help but wonder because it really is a 10 or 20 year down the road problem if you don't do it. It doesn't come up and hit you every year, Randy. It's something that happens when someone passes away, when you see the big swings and the big tax bills. Well, you talk about boulders and I think about boulders rolling
2: down a hill and the tax boulder is one of them because it's as if if you don't treat your taxes correctly or you don't have a strategy for your taxes, it can affect how much Social Security money you get. It could affect how much you pay in Medicare premiums. And right there, that's money taken away right out of my pocket. And this this is a boulder that just keeps rolling down and hitting other boulders, isn't it?
1: It is. I mean, I think the wrong way, according to the article, would be to ignore it. Mm -hmm. You know, and unfortunately, in retirement, that seems to be the default action when it isn't investment driven. Let's ignore the long term care planning, let's ignore the taxes, let's ignore the fees we're charging, let's ignore, you know, the market risk. And and because we're ignoring, you know, people are, you know, a lot of times in a trance, because they're either a still in that up the mountain mode, where they're just going to keep doing what they've done for the last 30 years, which is understandable, right? You know, it's what they know, or two, they're just used to the returns. So they're used to getting those big swings. It's been 15 years of making money. People forget the, you know, the bad days of 2008 and 2000 when people were getting shellacked in the market and losing all kinds of money. So I think when you put both those together, it makes it pretty easy to ignore these bigger boulders that can really sneak up and get you later in retirement.
2: When we talk about building the retirement roadmap, you mentioned the tax map and, and mentioned you know, what are your tax liabilities, not just this year, five years from now, but 10 years from now, 20 years from now. What is involved there? What do people see in front of them when a tax map is developed for them.
1: Absolutely. So we have essentially a chart that shows them how much they should take out of their IRA every year. And you know, Golden Reserve Tax and our CPAs help us build this where essentially they are projecting based on their income and expenses, how can we detax their IRA in the, you know, most tax efficient way. So to make sure they're paying the least amount of money to Uncle Sam. So we're trying to determine what's the right amount of tax to pay. And I know it sounds counterintuitive, but we are encouraging people to pay the tax on their terms and start sooner rather than later, as opposed to the hope strategy where everyone just kicks that can until they're mid to late seventies. And then now they're really not taking that much out and then they pass away. And that big tax bill then dumps to your spouse or ultimately to your kids in a much higher tax bracket. So the tax is the game plan of how much to take out every year to get your entire IRA detaxed on your terms, not on Uncle Sam's.
2: We're so used to just having a plan for our investments. Do you have a plan, like Greg is describing, for your taxes? I bet a lot of you people don't have that box checked off. Why not? Let's sit down and have that conversation. There's so much when we think about money that is wrapped up in thinking about markets and thinking about investing and ups and downs. Yeah, that's a part of this, but there's so much more. There's ups and downs in taxes, too. There's the fees that we've talked a lot about on the show today of how much is leaking out of your retirement funds, either to financial advisors or to those companies, their 401K companies. A lot of us don't even have any idea how much is going out. Let's find out. Let's do that fee filter. Let's do that tax mapping process. Let's sit down and build that retirement roadmap for you. We do that at no charge. Give us a call as you go into retirement there's a whole bunch of things you're going to deal with that you probably haven't had as you've gone up retirement mountain let's get those taken care of getyourroadmap.com is our website you can sign up right there getyourroadmap.com let's get a date on a calendar and have the conversation getyourroadmap.com or call 855-546-2074 that's 855-546-2074 Now, Greg, we've talked a lot about the fee boulder. We've talked a lot about the tax boulder on the show today. We've talked about market risk. The one thing that we haven't talked about is the long-term care boulder. And I found an article here in the Wall Street Journal that was actually kind of startling to me. It says about 20% of people who are in their 60s and 70s who still have parents who are alive are acting as their caregivers That does not sound like a good retirement to me. And as you go into this with your grandparents and your parents and you realize what that does and how much care that takes, a lot of people just cannot do it. They need help. And that help, Greg, is extremely expensive. We need to make sure that we aren't in that situation for our kids. I don't want to be that kind of burden to my kids. And that's that big boulder that we talk about planning for.
1: That's right. And, you know, we have the benefit of seeing these families every day because of our elder care law law firm over the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. So this was exactly the fact patterns that we saw day in and day out. And and they were heartbreaking because, you know, we can talk about the planning, but first you start to wear a different hat, right? You stop being the kid and now you're the caregiver Mm -hmm. or you stop being the spouse and you become the caregiver. And it really changes the relationship with that parent or grandparent and the caregiver themselves, because now it's your job and you really don't get to enjoy that family. Member, you know, in some of these later years, because of that burden, and then you feel this angst of, am I have enough time? How am I going to take care of my own family? How am I going to give my own family enough time while still running and taking care of mom or grandma or grandpa? And it, it really is a, a really tough situation. There's no perfect solution except, you know, plan ahead. Uh, you know, having the conversation, you know, at Golden Reserve, we have what we call the long-term care compass. And it points to two things. It points to the tools you can use and people that can help. And a lot of times, a lot of the angst is relieved just by having a plan. It may not be a perfect plan. But having a structure in place of who's going to make the healthcare decisions if I can't, who's going to make the financial decisions if I can't, who's going to control the money if I can't, how much money do we have to support us to stay at home? How much money do we have to support us if we go into a facility? What happens with my spouse if I go into a facility? Who's going to take care of her? Who's going to, you know, go through all those processes and getting all of that ironed out and just putting it down on paper and making sure the kids know what mom and dad's intentions were give you a great starting point. What we see alternatively is no planning is done and then that devastating prognosis of Alzheimer's or dementia mm-hmm. comes comes down the road and now everyone is scrambling there's no plan everyone's emotional they're trying to deal with the the gravity of that terrible news while then trying to figure out how the heck do I get access to mom and dad's bank account or, or how are we going to pay for, you know, a $20 an hour home care person when we don't have that kind of pension or, or income to take care of it.
2: Well, the other part about it is that's a real crisis when, when that diagnosis happens or mom or dad has been living on their own. And then you realize, wow, they're a lot further down the road of this than I thought they were. I need to find some kind of facility. And then you start looking around and the wait time is a year, it's 18 months before you can get a room, and now you are forced to be a caregiver. And, Greg, that is not a position I wanted to be in. It was it was a real scramble for us.
1: Understandably so, right? Because you're not an expert. Yeah. Most people don't have the background of being a nurse or some type of you know social worker or caregiver that has the experience to even provide the right type of care, and they don't understand what they're getting themselves into. A lot of times, the time, the frustration, the, the, the challenges of... You know, taking care of an elderly parent or grandparent. I mean, it is a lot of work and it's a lot of stress and it's a lot of responsibility. And first and foremost is, you know, making sure that the safety of that person and the quality of life of that person is insured. And, you know, the conversation that kind of dovetails with being a caregiver is, when does it not make sense to keep them at home? Mm -hmm. And that's when you need a team to help you understand when does safety become an issue? When does, you know, a lot of times it's, it's the memory issues where people become wondering, you know, out, out in the streets and and, and around the neighborhoods and all those things and leaving the stove on. So you start to really work through those concurrently with the caregiver situation. And I know some families have planned on their kid being a caregiver and that's absolutely okay. We don't want to say that that shouldn't be part of your plan. We just want to make sure that it's decided when everyone has a clear mind and everyone's thinking about it, including mom and dad, earlier in the process.
2: As you think about this and you say, I don't want my kids to ever face that. So you sit down and build this into your plan. What do you want for your life if that were to become an inevitability for you? And how is it going to be paid for? And to put that into your financial plan, to build that in, will take a lot of the grief, the difficulties, the angst, all that goes along with that for your kids. Believe me, I've lived through this one. So give us a call or give us a look on our website. Let's sit down and build a complete retirement plan. We call it the roadmap for retirement. And that means this part of the the the, the discussion, which is so difficult to have, is down on paper. And when these things take place, there's a map for it. Give us a look on our website. Give us a call. We do this at no cost or obligation. GetYourRoadMap.com. GetYourRoadMap.com. Or call our office at 855 546 2074. That's 855 546 2074.
3: As you age, you should pay a little more attention to your health. As you get closer to retirement, You should pay a little more attention to your money suddenly it's more than just the size of your accounts it's how are you going to protect it from taxes market volatility hidden fees and the soaring costs of long-term care that's where the team at golden reserve can help while most financial advisor plans stop at the top of retirement mountain the retirement planners at golden reserve are just getting started call golden reserve for your complimentary roadmap for retirement 855-546-2074 that's 855-546-2074 or getyourroadmap.com
2: Welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler Online, you can find us at GetYourRoadmap.com. Find out about the team at Golden Reserve and the model that they've built. And bringing all of this, what we talk about, the downside of the mountain. Going up the mountain, getting to retirement, saving and investing. On the other side of the mountain, there's an awful lot of things that we have to deal with, including fees and market risk, taxes, long-term care. There's a lot there and a lot that you've never had to even think about as you're making your way to retirement. But we got to have a plan for them on the other side of that mountain. Now, Greg has written a book or is in the process of writing a book called Fire Your Financial Advisor, which is – it's an interesting title, and I can't wait till it comes out this spring. But, uh, Greg, when you sit down with a financial advisor, everybody will say they don't have the crystal ball. They can't tell you what the market's going to do, but – We have this thing called a Monte Carlo simulation, and we can put your investments into it, and we can run a gazillion different scenarios, and we can tell what will happen to your money if the market does this or that or a thousand different things. That sounds impressive.
1: Holy moly. (laughs) I just don't know where to go with these things. I mean, it's almost as if they want my blood pressure to spike every time the show is on with these articles. And I think you get a kick out of it. That's the bad part. I love this part. I I, I just I'm just having a hard time understanding why a sub two million dollar client, which is a majority of the market, needs any kind of simulation. Now, I did have to see what a Monte Carlo simulation was. So I looked it up and the premise is that you can take 4% of your money over 30 years and it doesn't run out, which is kind of like a head scratcher because if you take 5% over 20 years, it won't, run out either because you're just paying yourself back all your money over 20 years.
4: <laughs> okay. So
1: so it doesn't require a financial calculator to kind of go through this. But if you really peel this back and be like, why are they doing this? Or why are we running these crazy simulations about you running out of money? And it's because we want to scare you into inflating your projected spending. We're going to plug in more than we think you're going to spend and then we're going to try to sell you more risky AUM fees or investments because our you know system's pretty simple scare sell scare sell rinse and repeat i mean randy how many homeless colleagues do you know how many homeless neighbors do you know how many homeless friends and neighbors you know around your age group that ran out of money in retirement Do you Um, see them on the sides of the road i don't know huh no no i I guess that's the point like i like to introduce to you called the grown-up simulation (laughs) and that simulation is pretty simple and it's what most americans do be smart Spend what you have. Don't spend what you don't have. If you're lucky, you maybe have a roadmap for retirement. You have a retirement plan that's planning on how to protect what you have, and you live within your means. I mean, to me, that simulation makes sense versus trying to put a round peg in a square hole and apply it to the masses and sell it to the masses as if it was the end-all, be-all in retirement. Everyone's different. Everyone has different needs, and the average retirees aren't running out of money. So the simulation to me is pointless. It's snake oil.
2: Mm-hmm. These are things that uh, you need to keep your antenna up and, and wonder about as you sit down with anybody who's helping you with your money. We talk about this regularly on the show. It's different saving for retirement than what you are going to be doing in retirement. You're putting the money away. Now you're using the money. And there's a lot of different places that want your money. Let's figure that out. Our roadmap for retirement talks about the big ones, which are the fees that go out that you may not even know about. The taxes that go out that you probably aren't even thinking about the market risk. That's probably right at the top of your list, but there's so much more. And of course, we talk about the healthcare issues, long-term care. Let's get a roadmap for all of that. Let's get it down on paper. Let's get a plan for it. We call it the roadmap for retirement. Give us a look online, getyourroadmap.com, getyourroadmap.com or call 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074. Now, Greg, when we talk about people bringing the money, you talk about people have saved. People have put money away. There's a lot of different income sources, I guess you could say, in your retirement years. We talk about Social Security is going to be one of them. What you bring to the table, what you've saved might be another one. There are still people out there that have pensions, and I I found an interesting story that kind of hooks the whole thing together because I've seen these stories about rock and roll stars that are selling their entire library for hundreds of millions of dollars. I think Bruce Springsteen sold his for $500 million. Bob Dylan did the same thing. Sting sold all his music for $300 million. And they kind of have to sit down and say, okay, somebody's going to offer me a bunch of money for my music. I got to weigh it out. I got to say, how much would I make in performing? How much would I make from uh, radio play? How much would I make from downloads? And they add all that up and they say, You know, that that figure that they're offering me looks pretty good over the rest of my life. So they have to do the math on that. Somebody might have a pension and they offer them a one-time lump sum buyout. Kind of the same thing, isn't it?
1: It is. And and I think, you know, it's one of the most important decisions you make right at the retirement finish line, right? Like a lot of factories, I know Honda and Goodyear and Finley, you know, you know, there's all kinds of manufacturing companies that still are kind of weaning off the old pension system. Mm-hmm. And because of that, that's a big decision, right? You know, should I take the lump sum? Should I, should I have it, you know, tiered out over the course of my lifetime? And, you know, there's no silver bullet here. I think there's all kinds of articles telling you what to do, but in the reality, it's, you know, more important to understand, you know, what's your goal. And I think this is more of an emotional decision than a financial decision, believe it or not. Everyone's going to break down the math for you, right? Actuarially, here's where you land here with this assumed return. Here's where you land here if you live to this certain time on the pension option. And I don't think that's really how humans work. I think what happens instead is people like the idea of having the money in their bank account. Mm -hmm. And I see it with Social Security all the time. We can talk to her blue in the face and say, listen, you're healthy, your life expectancy is X, you should wait three years and get 8% return on your social security payments and turn it on three or four years down the road. They're like, nope, turning it on now. (laughs) And that's just how people are wired because they don't want to lose any of those dollars. Uh And I think the same goes with the, the pension buyouts is like, you know what? The math may not be perfect, but I like the idea of seeing it in my bank account because there's somewhat of a distrust or even, you know, confusion that goes with you have these kind of mysterious pensions. It's pretty easy. If you have a million bucks in your in your checking account, you know, that's going to go to your spouse, or your kids if you pass away. And that brings people a lot of comfort. Gotcha. But you want to want to blow through all that money in five years. You got to have a
2: plan for that money, too, if you take that lump sum.
1: That's right. And I think if it's, you know, depending on it's, it's is it qualified money? Does it need to be taxed still? What, how does it work? All of those things require a lot of moving parts. And I think most people do a pretty good job of at least trying to advise people the pros and cons. Most people want people to take, I mean, let's talk self-interest here. They want you to take the lump sum because they get a bigger AUM uh, fee mm-hmm. or they can sell you a bigger annuity. Yeah, so, yeah. And that, that's not necessarily always a bad thing, but at the end of the day, know that that's where the advice is coming because if you just keep it as a pension, there's not going to be a lot of options for that financial advisor to get paid. And I think that is something that you have to have on your radar when you're seeing how you, you know, how we talk about it every week, what's your sleep well at night test. Mm-hmm. And if you sleep better, just knowing that you're going to have a, a check from, your pension every month for x then you know maybe that's the right decision but you need to go through that process with someone that actually works with retirees on a large scale not just your local guy that just happens to you know take anybody any age group that comes through his doors
2: you're listening to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler from Golden Reserve. We talk about the issues that you face as you go through retirement, getting to retirement and through retirement, two different things. And when you think about that pension, if that's in your future, that's a big decision that you're going to make as you retire. How do I handle that money? Do I take that monthly check from that company? Are they on good footing? Are they going to be around for years? Could they possibly decrease that pension? Or do I take all that money up front and then try to have a plan for that money to make it last myself? Really good question and a really good situation where you can sit down and talk through it with the team at Golden Reserve. Give us a look on our website. Give us a call. Schedule that no obligation, no charge appointment. Let's sit down and talk through it, what your unique set of circumstances are as you go into retirement. We call it a roadmap for retirement. GetYourRoadmap.com is our website, and you can go there right now and get a date on a calendar. Let's have the conversation. GetYourRoadmap.com. Or call our office at 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074. Okay, Greg, to wrap up things today, I got to tell you, I am – I know I'm 61 years old, and I don't watch Jeopardy every night. I'm not there yet, okay? But I watched Jeopardy the other day because (laughs) there was a guy from my local college, a nearby college, that was actually on the finals for the thing. They had the college tournament there, so I tuned in. And uh, the woman from Big Bang Theory, Maya Bialik, is now the host. And I thought she did a great job. I don't know if you've seen the show. But she apparently has caused all sorts of controversy here with one little word that she has changed.
3: That's going to be the end of Single Jeopardy. That brings us to the end of Single Jeopardy. That brings us to the end of Single Jeopardy. That's the end of Single Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy is up right after this.
2: Apparently, people are all up in arms because she is calling it Single Jeopardy and Double Jeopardy. My God, please don't let this be my retirement, okay? They are upset about that. Greg, I don't want that to be me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think, you know, this is a perfect example of people knowing what they know, right? This is, they hate change. It's abhorrent. You know, they they don't want anything. They want the same style of, you know, cheesecake when they go to the diner. They don't want, (laughs) they don't want anything to change on the menu. And I think this is no different than the financial industry, right? You know, they are so stuck in their ways for the last 40 or 50 years. They've been doing the same thing. In and out, stuck on their lifestyle, stuck on their fees, stuck on their service proposition, and I think every time something services, and you're starting to see it more and more, thanks to the you know the internet over the last 20 years, that it, they kind of shoot it down or they try to they try to make it the bad guy or the villain, right? Like you know annuities are the villain because they challenge their gravy train, and they're stuck. And you know, the, other than being the nicest jerks you'll ever meet and come across, financial advisors essentially are in the process of just trying to maintain that, you know, Jeopardy, if you will. They don't want to call it single Jeopardy. They just want to call it Jeopardy and double Jeopardy. They don't want to evolve <laughs> to something that maybe makes a little bit more sense for the average listener. I don't know, man.
2: Yeah, and, and we talk about this all the time on the show, is that there is? it's almost like Wall Street has come up with this model, and they want to fit all of us into that model. And the fact of the matter is, is we're all very individual. Maybe we can use that model for a period of time, but the, the model that they have on the retirement side not necessarily always in our best interest.
1: No, it's not. And, you know, I, I think that's the, the black eye, right? Like, clearly, they could have evolved some of the services and helped retirees address some of these huge risks that we talk about every week. And they haven't really done anything. They've sat on their hands, they've doubled down, they've kind of burrowed in and said, No, we're only going to talk about investments. And we're only going to talk about performance. And we're not going to provide any other services that retirees really do need to avoid those big boulders, you know, tumbling down at them in the retirement years.
2: And those boulders that we talk about each and every week, things you may not have had to deal with as you work your way to retirement are the fees that are leaking out of your investments. Maybe it's to advisors. Maybe it's to that company that's holding your 401k or your IRA. There's money going out. Do you know what that is? Can there be more of that money that has put back in your pocket? What about market risk? You know, you take a certain amount of risk because you want your money to grow. But on the other side of the mountain, that's when you want to protect your money. Let's have that conversation. What about taxes? You pay your taxes out of your check every week. You pay your taxes on April 15th. But in retirement, taxes become a whole different issue. And we have never had to really deal with long-term care and health care issues when we are on our way up that mountain. But certainly on the other side of the mountain, you may have to deal with it. Do you have a plan for all those? Do you have a, a box checked off in each one of these categories? And if you don't, let's have that conversation. We call it a roadmap for retirement. Let's get it down on paper. We'll do it for you at no charge or obligation at Golden Reserve. Give us a call or right now go to our website, getyourroadmap.com, getyourroadmap.com or call 855-546-2074. That's 855-546-2074. That is all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your weekend and we'll see you next week here on Expedition Retirement.
0: Thanks for listening to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ehler. To learn more about getting the help you need to and through retirement, go to getyourroadmap.com.
4: Investment advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives at Golden Reserve RIA, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed are not designed nor intended to be applicable to any person's individual circumstances. It should not be considered as investment advice, nor does it constitute a recommendation that anyone engage in or refrain from a particular course of action. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if LLC, NPN Insurance License Number 16554111.